Why do I have the Dr. Phil song in my head? <laughs> Welcome, fiends, to the Double D Movie Night Podcast. So today is a full episode. <laughs> um, we had a little hiccup in episodes, and you're getting two. You're getting a bonus and this one, and then another bonus after this one. So <laughs> lucky you guys. Um, so this episode, we uh, reviewed Nothing But Trouble. Um, it was requested by Amanda Kuick. I never say her last name right, so either it's Kuick or Quick. Maybe it's Quick. I don't know, but, um, it was requested by Amanda. So I was like, okay, we'll do it because I mean, technically it's not a horror movie. It is a, uh, I don't know, comedy from the nineties. And, but wait, when I first saw it, I was scared shitless and I'll get into that later. So nothing but trouble, uh, released in 1991. Let's jump into the fun facts right away. Cause I have a lot. I apologize ahead of time. Okay. So this movie was based on Dan Aykroyd's personal experiences. In 1978, he was pulled over for speeding in a rural town in northeastern uh, United States. The police officer took him to the local Justice of the Peace in the middle of the night for a trial. Which, creepy. Yeah, not a, not something I would ever want to do. I'd be like, no, sir, uh, I'll wait. I'll sleep in my car. Right. <laughs> you sleep in your car, I'll sleep in my car. We'll go in the morning. <laughs> Uh-uh. The film only made approximately $8.5 million, but the budget was estimated at $40 million, and it was actually $5 million over budget. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it was slotted for 35 and they, they went over just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just by a couple bucks, you know? Couple. Just a couple dollars. I mean, they had, they had a lot of big names in that movie. They did. They did have a lot of big names, um, and there's a lot going on in that movie. And That's true. I mean, that that set had to have been just jam-packed uh, with thousands, if not millions, of dollars of shit. Right. So the police badges seen in the revolving frames on both sides of Shire Reeves bench are actual badges from Dan Aykroyd's personal collection. Mm-hmm. And I had to squeeze my cheeks together and not tell you because I was trying to save it for this. <laughs> because he's like, he's into that thing. Mm-hmm. Um so this film served as a uh, kind of reunion um, for Second City as Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, John Candy, uh, Valerie Bloomfield, and Brian Doyle Murray at one time were all members of the Chicago comedy troupe, which I didn't realize that they were all part of the same troupe. Because, I don't know. I always figure like everyone's like, I don't know, they go to California. <laughs> but that's now. People do that now. They Back then, I don't know, I'm retarded. Aykroyd later agreed to play the giant adult baby Bobo as well after no one else wanted to play the part and found it stressful to play two parts in heavy makeup while simultaneously directing and producing. Which, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's gotta be. And the the makeup was heavy in this movie, for him especially. The Bobos, the Bobos, <laughs> Little Devil and Bobo and, and, uh, the Shire Reeves, uh-huh. they were just 
just caked. They were caked. Yeah. Layers and layers and layers. Um, the film was originally darker and a tad more graphic. Uh, however, when test audiences reacted poorly, the film was re-edited and its release date was pushed back. Um, its actual release date was, um, I believe, in October of 1990. Uh, Halloween, actually. And, uh, yeah, they pushed it back almost a whole year. Um... <sighs> And I can I can I can assume which parts they had to fix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that bone that bone the bone grinder parts probably probably had to be a little had to be sort of made a little bit more friendly. Probably. Let's see here. Chevy Chase later expressed dislike for the film, saying he only accepted the role of Chris Thorne because of his friendship with Aykroyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely not his kind of movie. Um, and later on the Chevy Chase show, he does make a lot of fun of the movie. And he's kind of a dick about it. But he, Chevy, it's Chevy Chase. He's always a dick. I right. mean, really, when is he not? Aykroyd offered the script to John Hughes, weird, who was interested in the story, even weirder, um, but ultimately turned it down because he only directed his own scripts. John Landis disliked the script and immediately turned it down. I mean, he picked two big names at the time. I mean, fuck. Who doesn't love the John Hughes movies? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, IFC listed Nothing But Trouble as one of the top 10 90s comedies that really need sequels. And I 1 trillion percent agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really think about it until we watched it. And I was like, oh man, they could have definitely made a good sequel out of this. <laughs> I agree. And everyone's older now, so it really wouldn't work out. No. And I doubt they could get the full cast back together for that. Well, no, especially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'd love. I if it had happened, I would have. I would have loved it. I would have been thrilled. I would have been fucking thrilled. Right. Much of the script's bizarre characters and events, such as the giant mutant babies, were based on a series of dreams that Aykroyd was having, and he set the story in the fictional town of Valkenvania which was based loosely on the town of Centralia um, in Pennsylvania, mm. which is also credited as sort of um, having a Silent Hill base its storyline on it, too. Yeah. Um, it's just burning. Mm. It's toxic and burning. <laughs> and there's, like, two old people that live there currently. Um, population's not high. Dan Aykroyd's brother not only wrote the story, but appears as Mike the Doorman... I didn't know that they were like related. No, <laughs> so I was like, really? <laughs> they, they clash big mm -hmm. time. So yeah, that's, that's all of that for the fun facts. All right. So the synopsis, a businessman and his friends are captured by a sadistic judge and his equally odd family in the backwoods of a bizarre mansion. True. Mm, very. very true. I just got to say right now, John Candy in drag <laughs> is probably, I've seen him in drag twice, <clears throat> and he is possibly the best. Mm -hmm. um, his character, Eldora, yeah. she, Eldora, uh, Eldora. it was an Eldona Eldora. You know uh, what? We just watched it. And just, I can't remember. <laughs> I, we literally just watched it like less than, you know, 17 hours ago. I feel like being struck dumb and mute just sort of made her all all the more attractive <laughs> with all the mm, mm. it's just ooh, and that was just creepy factor yeah and yeah i just i just love that character 
I do. Not my favorite. Are you? Am I tiring you out? Am I boring you? I worked all day. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did. Not really. Okay. But nothing compares to the judge. Uh-huh. Um, judge Reeves is, um, wow. Wow. The makeup, wow. <laughs> and, like, my my favorite thing about Judge Reeves, I don't know, you might agree with me on this one, is the fact that his nose throughout the whole movie turns into a penis. Yeah. He's got dick nose at least three times in the movie. Yeah. At least, right? When he's eating the hot dog, when he's on the bench... Well, if I didn't catch all of them, I'm really sorry I didn't catch all the dick noses. But, yeah, hot dog on the bench, and then when they did the close-up shot with the news camera. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, maybe. Who Who's your favorite character in this movie? Give me a quick character and why. I don't know. I don't really have a favorite. Chevy's not your favorite character in this movie? No. His one-liners don't make you pee just a little bit in your pants? <laughs> no, I mean, they're all good. They're all good characters. All right. Um... I mean, well, they're all well-known comedians, too. (laughs) True. The whole cast is nothing but comedy gold. Mm. And the fact that this movie did horribly really hurts me on the insides. Yeah, I don't know. I guess guess it's an acquired taste, or it's one of those things where you either like it or you don't. Well, maybe it's just so absurd that people are just like, what the fuck am I looking at? True. Because... I mean, I could see how it could be a turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird, very strange moments. There's a lot of off-color talk, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got fucking just random murder, which is sort of has a comedy twist mm-hmm. with the with the bullseye and it goes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah. Oh, but... I don't know. You'd, you'd still think, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, sure, not every big name cast movie does well, but I mean, you'd still think with that group of people, yeah, it would have done better. I agree. 100%. You, you would think it would have done just a smidge better. And Digital Underground was in it. Fuck yes. And little baby Tupac. <laughs> little baby Tupac singing his little high-pitched voices to me, me, me. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my. And they played all around the world and it was just... I, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd jumps up with the organ and it's just party time. <laughs> love it. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason why I, when I was younger, I was horrified of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw it when it came out. Like it was fresh off the reels when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that scared me the most was Judge, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he is still horrifying looking especially when he takes off his like nose, nose and his upper lip yeah. but it's Bobo and Little Devil they scared the shit out of me they scared the shit out of me no mm-hmm. you don't think they were spoopy not even I mean, a tiny bit creepy I'm the guy who doesn't get scared at scary movies though so all right fine you don't get scared scared movies but you don't find them just the smallest bit creepy like, if you were out on the street and you walk past a fucking, I don't know, a, a dump, and you saw Little Devil and Bobo fighting over a bowl of cereal, you're going to tell me you'll be like, oh, that's fucking, that's fine. I, that's nothing well, to be I mean, worried about. We live in Buffalo, so. Do we have a Bobo and Little Devil living, in, living in the dump? You never know. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I mean, 
I really wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I grew up in the city where we had, you know, a lot of weird shit that I've seen, so. It's true. He's seen a lot of weird <laughs> shit. Maybe I can have him talk about that on a bonus episode. Yeah, sure. Because he used to live across from the loonies. Uh, and he's got so many stories. Uh-huh. And he'll be happy to share. Right? Yeah. That's right, bitch. Yeah, those two characters scared the shit out of me. First of all, they're shiny, sweaty, greasy. Uh, Second of all, they're giant babies and their bellies cover their knees and every time they move everything swings it doesn't jiggle it like swings around Mm -hmm. it's so gross and so disturbing to me as a child i was terrified of this movie and i think when i was a kid i watched it maybe once and then i started watching it again when i hit my teen years Mm -hmm. just no um and I mean, that's that's why I consider it a horror movie because it does have disturbing shit in it. I mean, the was the Bone Thrasher. That's a scary fucking thing. Even though it's mostly tin cans and just belts and motorcycle engines mm-hmm. and fl- some fire, but the concept is creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they're murdering people basically for speeding or running stop signs or whatever. Mm. Or for being a banker. Or for just being bankers. And this, the scene where um, Demi and Chevy are in the attic and they find all of the IDs mm-hmm. and all of the newspaper clippings with all the IDs stapled to the newspaper clippings, yeah. like it was their trophy room, yep. that is a horror movie thing. So I consider this to be a horror comedy. Yeah, there's plenty of comedy horrors out there. So. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. But like this is basically seen as a comedy, which is weird because... It's disturbing. Right. Because, you know, figure most comedy horror co- horror comedies, they're, they're horror-heavy comedy light. And this is, you know, more comedy-heavy horror light. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you take, like, Shaun of the Dead. Uh-huh. And that's comedy light and horror-heavy. And the comedy that is in it is perfection. Yeah. But, I mean, the zombie aspect of it is horror. Right. Straight up. But yeah, this movie is definitely a horror comedy to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it scared me as a kid, and it still sort of gives me the willies. Um, now, the hot dog scene gives me the willies. <laughs> Those hot dogs uh, gross me out. I am a hot dog aficionado. It's great, though, when the train's going around the tables and she can't get the condiment. Oh, she's like, and the pickle launches and hits uh hits that dude in the fucking face and he loses his fucking mind (laughs) straight up lost his shit Mm. but if that hadn't happened he wouldn't have gotten to brazil yeah but they don't really ever and i was thinking about that when we were watching the movie last night i was like you know they don't really ever say what happened to those two um so i mean the cop helps him helps him escape yeah but you're just to assume that well, yeah, because he doesn't like his cousin. Yeah. Those two are creepy themselves. They're brother and sister, but he always calls her baby. Yeah. Yeah, was it Rodolfo and... God, I can't remember her yeah, name. I remember her name. I probably couldn't even pronounce it because I have garbage mouth. But, yeah, they are a creepy aspect in this where it's like they're always hugging mm-hmm. and they're kissing on each other and, like... It's your bro- don't touch your brother like that you gross is that like a normal thing because I never kiss my brothers I don't even hug on my brothers 
I give them cousin hugs, you know, like that half hug. <laughs> Pat them on the back. Like, don't even actually touch them with your arm hug. Right. Yeah. Ugh. They're creepy. Demi Moore's character I liked. Mm-hmm. I always like a good Demi Moore movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still find her, like, a weird fit in that movie with, with that cast, but... Yes. You know, it worked. Well, I am shocked that she even took the role. Because isn't that around the time where she was kind of, like, doing all right for herself? Yeah, 90s? Probably. Right? Sure. I mean, sure. No, but... I mean, I've seen a lot of Demi Moore movies, but, you know, I'm not going to say that, like... She was doing all right. I'm a fan that I know all of her movies. And when they well, no, out. I'm not saying you're a fan <laughs> of Demi Moore. But I am saying, like, there was, like, a period where she was doing all right, though. And she didn't have to take this movie. Yeah. I think this was just, like, a fun side project, Probably. maybe. I mean, maybe she didn't have anything else going on. Maybe she was like, maybe ah. she was like, yeah, we get to work with Chevy Chase and Dan maybe Ashton she was yeah taking advantage of the fact that she was working <laughs> with Comedy Gold, right? And she got to you know do something different. I don't know. I should probably look up an interview and see what she says about it. Yeah. I feel like this is a great movie. Mm-hmm. There's no gore in this movie, so I feel like it's a good safe child movie. Like. The language can be a touch colorful. Yeah. I mean, but if you're like us, we don't hide swear words from our children. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't say, oh, cupcakes. Because that's some fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, Pinterest mom bullshit right there. Yeah. I, I express myself like a person. And I expect my kids to do the same. I would happily let the kids watch this movie. I mean, if they could handle the grossness of it, because it is gross. That mm-hmm. house is nasty. Their yard is nasty. Bobo and Little Double are nasty. But, I mean, I think it's a fun movie. I've always enjoyed it since my teen years. Before that, I was a little little scared. Yeah, keep in mind, too, I was like five or something, right? Wait, how old was I? Six? Yeah, I don't know. I don't math. Can you math? Well, I was 13, so... Ew, you were old. <laughs> uh, you know, almost, almost Emily's age. It's so weird. Yeah. It was it was weird when I was a kid, mm. and but when I got to be a teenager and my my funny bone grew, and hit puberty, and I was like, this is fucking great, and I've <laughs> loved it ever since. Yeah. And it's one of those movies like you love it, and then you forget about it. And then randomly somebody mentions it and you're like, I have to watch this right now. Or if you listen to uh, last podcast, they yeah. mention it almost every episode. Yeah, <laughs> they talk about nothing but trouble a lot. Or they say, well, they're nothing but trouble. Right. <laughs> every episode. And I love it. I love, I lo- that's another podcast that I'm just like, gold. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's... Um, we didn't really get into the storyline in case there are people out there that haven't seen this movie. Mm. We just more talked more like you guys already had seen the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, what are you waiting for? I mean, seriously, go out, pirate it, buy it, rent it. I don't care how you see this movie. I 150,000 trillion billion gazillion dot com percent. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you right now that you have to go see this movie. You have to see it. At least once. Yeah. I mean, at least try. If you don't make it all the way through, I'll understand because it's a little weird. But if you make it all the way through, you get a sticker and a cookie. Just not from us. 
No, <laughs> you can walk into your kitchen get a cookie, and then when you go to Wegmans, ask the cashier for a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I I ain't giving you that. I ain't got cookies or stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have pins. Mm, we do. And if you guys are interested in pins, you can just let us know on the Facebook group or on Instagram. And we will send them to you free. Mm-hmm. I'll pack them up, send them out with a little note. Um, also, if you're interested, um, we are on Ko-Fi. And you can buy us a coffee. Just throw a couple bucks our way and help us keep our podcast up and running. Um, because finding background music and getting certain information on things, especially for bonus episodes, is tricky. Um, we also have a Teespring where we have our merch. We have tote bags, t-shirts, uh, coffee mugs, phone mm-hmm. cases. We got a whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, I'll put our link tree, um, link below and you guys can just click on that and it'll take you to our link tree where you can click on all the links and visit us on all the places. So yeah, I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. And this movie obviously is five monkey paws and maybe like one monkey foot thrown on top yeah yeah this this is this deserves a whole other like appendage appendage is that an appendage is this an appendage i think so are you sure i'm pretty sure sure a whole other appendage throw it on top give it give it all the monkey toes and fingers and things are you agreed on that one okay good because i i would have divorced you so yeah that's it and we had a great time Watching this movie, reminiscing, enjoying all the grossness, and I, I love Little Double so so much. <laughs> so yes, Ugh. I was getting up because I was laying down because we record in our bed. Um, so yeah, that's it. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to follow, review, and rate us on your favorite podcast app.